You're listening to the Theology of Music podcast. Follow on Instagram and subscribe to the only podcast that unpacks the good and sometimes bad theology in the songs that we sing. Welcome again to the Theology Music Podcast. My name is Joel. Thanks again for listening. Thank you for all the new listeners that we have been acquiring. Uh, you guys are the best, but you know what? Nothing can beat the OG peeps. So if you have been listening to this podcast ever since, wow, um, last April? Yeah, wow. If you have been listening since April of last year, you, you're a real one. You're the real MVP. So I, I want you right now, wherever you are, just to give yourself like a golf clap, maybe even just snaps, just just a little couple little snaps to remind yourself that you've done something today and what you've done is you've lifted my spirits. So without further ado of just stopping being stupid, what I want to read first before we get into the song that we're about to take a look at is Proverbs 16, 9. And it says this, in their hearts, humans plan their course but the Lord establishes their steps. So I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure this past year has been pretty crazy for everyone. But if you've been following this podcast for any length of time, you know that it's been especially crazy for my family, right? Especially for me in my own faith journey, right? I used to be uh, a worship pastor and and now I'm not. I, I no longer work in ministry. I work from home for Cisco, the tech company. And what a shift if I've ever heard of one. And, and so... I, back when I was, gosh, when I was younger, I guess, um, I thought and was married to the idea that I would be in ministry for ever, right? Just, I would just be there. I would be, um, this would be what I would do for the rest of my life. But, and yet, here's the crazy thing. And I don't know if this is, this is how you feel at times when you look at your future. I would also think, do I really want to do this for the rest of my life? It was this weird dichotomy that I would I would have and I would kind of play over and over and over in my mind was, yeah, that, of course I'm going to be doing this. And then I'd go, I'm, but can I really see myself standing on stage doing music for the rest of my life? Like, what do I, what does that really do for me? Not in the sense of selfishness, but just kind of like, is that what, is that really the calling on my life? And you might be wrestling with that currently, but my hope is, especially after this episode, you get what Proverbs 16, 9 is all about, which is it's not, we're not even the ones who establish our steps, right? Uh, God is the one who does that. I mean, Matt and I from in the Grace Collective, we've been working on album number four and we've been working on some songs. And one of the songs we were working on yesterday was all about how God is the king of our tomorrows, right? And in how interesting it is to think that because he's also outside of time, right? If you've never thought about this, hopefully this will blow your mind because it blows my mind every time I think about it. But God is at my birth and my death and in this moment here right now with me. So like the Lord is presently with you in this moment, but he's also at the day of your birth and the day of your death. 
You know, it's also kind of crazy. If that hasn't blown your mind, God is actually presently with Daniel in the lion's den in the Old Testament right now, as well as with you as you're listening to this podcast. That is how the Lord works. He is outside of time. And so wouldn't it be better if the person who is outside of time is the one orchestrating and establishing my steps rather than me trying to work as hard as I can to establish that, right? Because it even goes on a little bit later in Proverbs where it talks about how there are we have many plans like there's 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 so many plans in a person's heart right but it's the lord's purpose that prevails and so i want to get into this song which is called relent by citizens or we're taking another dive into uh, a song by citizens called relent and it's off of their uh amir dimly album which was released in 2016 and um to me this song um I, I, I i can't speak enough about it um, I, I really can't, I, Zach and the team did an incredible job on this song. And he even, when he was talking about the song, he says this, he says, we, we took our time on the song. I really felt the lyrics. I have a lasting memory of walking around my living room, thinking through and discussing in my head and verbally processing these lyrics. It's about getting to the place where I have just wrestled and put everything I have into one thing and realizing that I'm just tired. I think it's a place we go to a lot. We just forget to trust God and think our way is better. I see that all the time as a dad with my kids. It's sort of discussing the idea that even though I'm trying to forge my way in another direction, I can return. So what does that mean? What that means is at the end of the day, right? There, there's nothing that we can do as, once again, as the proverb says, to, to further our plans because God is the orchestrator of our steps to begin with, right? So, so Nathan and Spencer and Adam and Brian and Zach, when they wrote this, that was their focus. And so, you know, these words, as you read them should, should, they should strike you in some way, because I think we're all here, right? If, if I have a good, um, good finger on the pulse of our culture, especially in the Christian church, Christian church, right? Well, I mean, it's not, it's actually, I probably need to say that because some churches aren't Christian. So anyway, so there's right now in our culture and in, into the church, there's a lot of this back and forth, right? We're, we're, we're getting up in arms about civil liberties. We're getting up in arms about people not caring about social justice. We're getting up in arms about extreme measures people are taking. We're getting up in arms. We're just, we're just getting up in arms, right? And, and then we're so, we're so tired, but we feel like we can't rest and give these things up because for fear of one, we might look bad, right? People might think a certain thing if I give up on this. And here's the thing. There are many things in this world right now that we're doing uh, for change that are a good thing in itself. But when it's all of our life's goal is to further that, then it's a it's an idol and it's a bad thing now. And, and that's, that's the crazy thing. Uh, a sermon uh, the pastor of our church preached, uh, I think a, little, a couple months ago, he basically said, some of us are doing things that aren't bad. We're doing things, we're doing things for a cause that aren't bad, but, but we're doing it in such a way that when we get to heaven, God's going to look at us and go, you divided my kingdom over that? Like you made, you made such a big deal over that. You lost your witness for these people. And, and I think that's because we, we're not giving these things up. So verse one, it says, if I've gained the world, would it be worth the price? Right? Scripture, you know, what, what, does it, what does it do for a man if he gains the world but loses his soul, right? To work these hands to death and not be satisfied. 
If every effort brought another sleepless night, I'd be so tired. I said this one time when I was when I was preaching that that we always we, we always like to burn the candle at both ends, forgetting that there is a limited amount of of wick, right? So we get up earlier, so we have more time in the day, and then we stay up later, so we have more time in the day to do more work. But all we're doing is we're squeezing the amount of time that we sleep smaller and smaller and smaller to eventually where we're going to be sleeping very little and kill ourselves eventually not literally but well actually literally through poor sleep habits but not like suicide but you know what i mean so we do that because we're trying to get sleepless nights in the positive sense like oh i worked so hard that i didn't get much sleep last night i'm so tired i've been just working so hard and it's almost like a badge of honor it's like a olympic medal you know how many hours of sleep did you get oh you get the golden you got two hours wow and you're doing so well no you're not you're you're literally surviving off of terrible coffee uh with a ton of sugar stop it get out of here so verse two I have strived enough to know that this divide could never be repaired through countless second tries. What does that mean? You mess up, you try it again, but you're doing the same thing, right? It's it's the definition of insanity, right? You did it, it didn't work out, but you're going to try it again, see what happens. Same thing. Not You're not going to change your mode, you're not going to change your rhythm, you're not going to change your approach, you're going to do it, you're just going to try again because you got a second chance. And, that's, and, and as he says, still I stay the course avoiding what is right, meaning... In my, in my second chance endeavor, I look and I see what is right, which God is calling me not to try to plan for myself, right? James says, what, what, is, what are you doing saying, oh, I'm going to go into such and such town and do such and such thing for a year. He's like, your, your life is literally a vapor. And the whole context of that book is all about the relationship of the church and the culture around them, right? How the, the church is viewing the homeless and, and the, the rich, right? How the church is being dichotomous and how they interact with the culture. And one of the things he says when he's saying, hey, you know, why are you doing this whole, I'm going to plan for this and do this for a year kind of thing, is he's, he's calling them to action of, stop trying to make your kingdom here. Because that's, that's all that you're doing. Make God's kingdom flourish here this side of eternity. Stop stop trying to make your kingdom flourish. And I think that's what we do a lot. I mean, I know I did that, right? I did that with my approach to ministry often. And I think many pastors do that if they're honest. And we do this in church. Like we just, we, we're all about flourishing and establishing our kingdom, the kingdom of Joel. And whatever I do filters through that lens of, okay, furthering my kingdom. So even like Zach was saying about his family, it's my family. These are my kids. Lucy and Nora are my kids. Joanna is my wife and they have to listen to my rule. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the loving millennial husband. But eventually at the end of the day, it's still my kingdom. It's not God's kingdom. It's not God's property I'm that I'm just stewarding right and so that's that's the problem and you know wonder we're exhausted right I don't know if you've tangibly felt this but man I was I was so tired after everything happened uh, in this past season and, I, and I'm still kind of recovering from being so exhausted because it was so mentally emotionally and spiritually draining that I was just I was just gassed I was so done and, and burnout's a real thing, but, but burnout comes from us not stopping and resting and, and burnout comes from us desiring to have control and trying to maintain control. And, and so when we look at though, 
at, at our lives, as, as the song's chorus says, we're, what we're supposed to do isn't to hold tighter, but to relent. It says, I relent. There is nothing for me here. You can have it all. This life is not my own. You gave life that is worth the loss of mine. I surrender all I have to follow you. Think about that. You gave life that is worth the loss of mine. Christ's life on the cross was not given to you so that you could spend your days chugging energy drinks as I have an, a, a rain right next to me. Hey, rain, if you want to sponsor me though, that'd be great because I would love all of the razzleberries uh, you could send me because they would be great. So um, this is just a, a shameless plug. I'm so sorry. You know, I don't know why I did that. It's because I can't stop. I'm addicted. I'm actually not. But continuing on. But you you know, we're we're grabbing each day by the horns and saying, Okay, this is my day. And and if we're tired or exhausted, we just pump our our bodies full of caffeine. Um, or we we become selfish with our schedule and say, I need the break. I need a break. Hey honey, can you watch the kids? I need a break. Right? Now, yes, you breaks are good, and I'm not saying never take a break. What I'm saying is it's still all about your kingdom. Okay, I'm off kilter. Okay, so everyone needs to serve me. So what can I do to get myself back into equilibrium? Well, you know what? I need more caffeine. I need the energy. And hey, I need to take a nap. But then this becomes the regular, right? So now it's everyone's catering to you. No, 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 no. God did not give his life on the cross for you so you could do that with your schedule. You are, as this course says, you are to relent and you are to surrender all you have to follow him because, as it says, you, this, this life isn't even your own. Scripture is very clear. You were bought with a price. Your life isn't your own. You never even had it to begin with. That's, that's the beautiful thing about the clarity of scripture. It isn't as if our life was ours to begin with and then we lost it and now we got it back, right? When Christ saved us, it was never our own. And yet we still act like it is. The scripture is so clear that this life isn't our own. So we can't have ownership and we can't act like we have ownership of our life. And yet we act as if this was was our life and then we lost it and now we have it again and we own it now because we got our life back right we got our life back on track with christ and so now we have the reins no just know that's that's completely the opposite of what scripture says and so as you continue on the song i think it does a fantastic job furthering that because it says in verse three i have traded cherished truths for worthless lies okay one if I was writing a list of best lines I've ever heard in a song, Christian song, worship song, even a song in general, that line would be towards the top. It is, it's just beautiful. I have traded cherished truth for worthless lies. Mm. I mean, every time we sin, every time we choose this world and our sin and our flesh, we are, we are choosing worthless lies over the cherished truth. One thing I've been, I think I've been talking about this in in past episodes, but one thing I've been talking about with my counselor is when we look at others who are in Christ, but we disagree with them or or they've hurt us or we've hurt them, right? When we we look at them different, right? We look at them in in a negative, um, almost kind of like lesser way. What we're doing is we we are not cherishing the precious bond in unity in Christ that we have with them. And we're essentially saying, that doesn't really do much for me anymore because you did xyz 
or now we're kind of in xyz and we do that we do out of sight out of mind right we we don't invest in, in the people continually because it doesn't really further my kingdom if i have to do a lot of effort i think about this this um, post i saw on instagram that talked about uh, that my friend shared andrew good job sharing things on instagram you're doing your service to the kingdom of the lord thank you for doing that you're a demon the social media demons anyway um and it said that if you know someone who lost a loved one right save that date in your calendar make a notification every year to to check up on them right and, and because no one does that after the years go by people stop caring about the grief and they expect you to kind of move on because okay you lost someone you lost a child yes that's devastating for a month but i need you to not um carry that burden anymore because once again you're kind of interfering with my kingdom that i'm trying to establish and if your grief if you're just going to carry that around all the time then I, I can't have that negative energy around me so and you might be like joel that's so stupid stop get over yourself you know you do that you know you do don't lie. Literally every single person at one time in their life has looked at someone who has been in pain and uh, we've put a timetable on it and eventually they get past our timetable and we go, I just can't, uh, I can't give energy to that. So don't even, don't act like you're, you're better than me. Okay. Cause you're not, <laughs> you've done it too. So get over yourself, but it's true. If you know someone has hurt and has experienced loss and has gone through a tragedy that should be a part of your life now if you are in community with them heck if even if you're not near them anymore you should still care as enough to just check in around that date how seriously is it going to kill you to do that and that's what this this song is saying too i've I've traded cherished truth for worthless lies raging through the earth for treasure i couldn't find right in our endeavor to go scour the earth for the treasure i can't find i'm leaving people who are grieving in my wake i'm leaving people who need to be mentored and loved in my wake i'm leaving those people behind because i'm like no 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 no. i have my my agenda as it says i've wallowed in the mud for nothing but my pride like what does that mean we've sat in our defeat right at the hands of the Lord. God does not just give us everything. So we at times will experience defeat and we will be downtrodden and we will be depressed and we'll be sad because we didn't get what we wanted or or we sinned and there's a consequence of the sin and now we just want to wallow in self-pity and that's just pride and and it's exhausting. And I love how the verse is just saying, I'm, I'm so tired. It's so honest. I love how honest it is. So the course continues, right? I relent. There is nothing for me here. You can have it all. And then the bridge is, I just want to live in peace, but I'm struggling to believe that letting go will bring me peace. Can I sit here at your feet? Because this is right where I belong. Yeah, I can feel it in my soul. You say I'm right where I belong and I know that I belong. Yeah, I know that I belong. Yeah, I know that I belong. I know that I belong. And so that bridge is this this honest after everything i've just thought about about how i god i just want to i want to give this up to you it's an honest examination of where this person is in the moment i just i want to live in peace i mean how many of us feel that way how many of us are just dying for just a semblance of peace right now in our lives and if that's you guess what you can have it because even though this the author says he's struggling to believe that letting go will bring me peace i i know that if i sit here at your feet lord and i just give it up i'll have peace 
Now you won't have immediate peace or maybe you will. God doesn't always guarantee you have immediate peace when you give things up. But if you continually give up control of your life day by day, you will have peace and it will be renewed every single day because as Isaiah 26, three says, it's one of my favorite verses and kind of what got us through the season. um, I can't speak. At least it got me through this season. Sorry, I get so choked up Uh, is you keep him talking about the Lord. You keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you, the Lord. I have perfect, not partial, but perfect peace, complete peace peace, unwavering peace, perfect peace. When I trust in the Lord, when I give up control, that's what trusting does. When whose mind is stayed on him, not on my circumstance, not on my agenda, not on my kingdom that I'm trying to establish, but on God and what he's doing. So I don't know where you are in your life, in your faith journey. Maybe you don't even know Christ and that's okay. But my hope is that you come to know him as your savior because there's going to come a day where all the things you've tried to do with your life will mean just as little as everything a Christian has tried to do with his life outside of Christ, except the difference is for the Christian who wasted time on his own kingdom he was still purchased by Christ's blood on the cross. And eventually he will go to a place. They will go to a place where they don't have control anymore and they won't have to worry about that because God will be all that they can think about. But the difference will be if that's not you, all that you're going to, to, to take is your sin. And it's going to take you somewhere you don't want to go. It's going to take you to hell. I, I, like I always, I always I'm sorry, I'm laughing because every time I always get to those parts, I guess now that I'm outside of the church, it just, I don't know, I guess it feels weird at times to be like, you're going to hell. You're going to go to hell, son, if you don't trust in Jesus. But you know, you are, I mean, (laughs) why am I laughing? Anyway, it's true though. This is, this is the reality. Both you, a non-Christian and a Christian can wrestle with the same things, right? But if that person is in Christ and you are not, they, even though they are wrestling, will go to heaven and you will go to hell. And that's, that's the, the most annoying thing I think about Christians today is we look so much like the world and man, are we getting to heaven by the skin of our teeth? And it's not even our teeth. It's the Lord's righteousness, right? But we're, we're getting into heaven, like grabbing at everything in this world, being like, oh, I wish I could take it with me like a Pharaoh. Just, I I want to take my car and my house and I want to take my kids and I want to take my job and my money and the things I've done and my investments and my, my fame and my relationships, right? It's, it's like, it's like, so it's like my kids, right? Lucy, Nora is becoming very sassy but lucy is at that age where she is she is asking for it and there are many times right where where she doesn't want to give things up right Nora actually does this too right she doesn't want to let go of something that she has in her hand or or she doesn't want to go somewhere so she just drops down right if i'm like look we're going downstairs you know hey it's time to go downstairs she'll just drop to the ground and that will be it like you can't move me. <laughs> and I'm going, yes, I can. I'm much bigger and stronger than you. But she's just kicking and screaming. She doesn't want to go. And I, to be honest, I think a lot of us in the, in the church, especially in America, that's us. 
we look at heaven as like a, oh man, you mean I have to give up on X, Y, Z? And if God were to take you now, you'd be like, ah, but I don't, I don't want to go yet. And, and, and yet, you know what? Guess what? You look just like the world when we do that. Why do you think the world doesn't think that being a Christian is, is appealing? What's, what's so appealing about being a Christian if I just feel bad about those things? I'm, I'm doing the same thing as a non-Christian, but I just feel bad about it. Right? What's, that's the only difference. That's the only difference between us and the world right now. And that's why people don't care. That's why people don't see God as, 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 as glorious and as amazing as he is. That's why people don't see salvation as this beautiful exchange of Christ's redemptive work on the cross and perfection exchanged for our sinful, terrible life, right? Like it's, there's no beauty in the gospel anymore. There's no beauty to being a Christian. There's no joy to being a Christian because we look miserable because we're stressed and we're tired because we can't give up on things in this world. And like this song, we haven't relented. You know, the only the only negative thing I would say about the song, and I don't really think it's negative, is it's not really congregationally friendly. I, I think it's 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 good. It's a good. It's a fantastic song, but I don't know how it would really kind of translate to the congregation. And I don't really have an opportunity to do so anymore. So I, I can't tell you if it would work <laughs> from personal experience. But you know, I think I would have done this song at like a worship night. If I was um, still kind of in church, if it, I was if I was able to pick the set lists and stuff, I would I put this for a, a worship night. And I don't know if I would do the bridge because it's kind of it's a little tough to teach. But I I think I would. I don't know. I I think this would be a really good song to kind of meditate on at a worship night. So, anyway, I hope that this podcast has encouraged you. I hope that you are are willing to just give up on control. And just rest. Stop, stop dragging yourself into these engagements and relationships and in situations because you can't give up control. And and you go to bed exhausted, not because you've put in a good day's work, but because you have just white knuckled your life and and have have collapsed on the ground when God said to move. Right when God said, "Hey, I need you to do this," you said, "No, I'm not going to do that." And then you, you deadweighted onto the ground and say, you can't move me. You can't make me do that. I, I really hope that you are convicted in that and that you'll stop doing that. Because this applies to everything. Not just your family, not just your own life, but your business, how you conduct, how you conduct yourself at work, how you conduct yourself at church, right? How you look at serving in the local church, how you look at serving in ministry. If you're in ministry right now, and if you're a pastor and you're, or you're a worship person, or you're just on staff at a church and you have an idea about what you're going to do and what you're going to accomplish. Heck, if you're a pastor and the church is catering to your vision, your vision, singular, your vision, not God's vision, your vision, and, and you try to mask it with, well, this is what God's been laying on my heart. I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's you trying to control the situation. And here's the thing. If, if, if someone were to come in or you're listening to this podcast and I say, you need to give up control of that. And you go, mm, you, you don't, you don't, you don't know what's going on. You don't know my heart. Um, yeah, that's that's not a good reason just to refuse to at least even think about that. So, sorry. It's this is the reality of our life. We have to stop making things about ourselves. Look, coming from someone who has who has been more selfish than anyone else in the world, right? If if Paul says he's the most sinful of all people, I'm the most selfish of all people in this world, okay? You can't beat me. I'm selfish. See, you can't even beat me being selfish, right? I'm just so selfish. 
if I can say, man, I really dropped the ball. I've made life about myself. If I can say that, you need to be able to say that because you're just the same. It might look different though. So it doesn't matter where you are. We're being selfish in some way. And so I hope this podcast convicts you in that. And I hope it encourages you though. I, I hope that you, as you listen to these podcasts, are, are not just encouraged by the songs and the lyrics. When I do recommend you go and listen to Relent by Citizens, but that you're convicted. The Holy Spirit says, hey, let's do some work. Let's grow. Let's, let's be sanctified. Let's look more like Christ tomorrow and the next day. And I pray that you listen and you follow. But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. As you know, follow us on Instagram, Theology and Music. You know where to email me, theologyandmusic at gmail.com. But with that, I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend, a wonderful Lord's Day as you worship together corporately. But like I said, with that, you guys have a wonderful day. And I'll see you later. Bye.